This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, I'm joined by Army veteran Tony Nash, host of the Got Your Six podcast, where he brings together current service members and veteran high performers to share their methods, strategies, and ideas delivered in an informative way, and most importantly, actionable ways that will help you lead yourself and those around you better from the battlefield to the boardroom. In addition to hosting his podcast, Tony launched a badass digital project called The Night Before Journal, a strategic planner that gives you your day back by dedicating five minutes before bed to plan your day the night before. Pretty sick, right? One of my big, hairy, audacious goals at Ironbound Media is to generate enough revenue and margin to create a venture studio where I'm able to invest in founders and digital products. Interviewing Tony was a great way to learn about how he brought his podcast and the Night Before Journal to life and how he's thinking about growing both. So make sure you get out some pen and paper to jot down some notes and apply some of the lessons we talk about today in your own venture. All right, Gunny, fire him up. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. Welcome to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide weekly tech planning on marketing, brand strategy, and category design for early and growth stage veteran-owned small businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, and CEO of Ironbound Media, a podcast production agency that helps veteran-owned businesses create, distribute, and grow branded podcasts in order to engage with your ideal audience. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and our work at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. Tony, welcome to Dog Whistle Brandon. I have literal goosebumps, right? From being a listener and hearing it all the time in my ears to watching it happen live. What an honor it is to be here, brother. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. Man, I appreciate you uh, listening to the show and let me know what you think of episodes. Because, you know, for those of us that are podcasters, we talk into the void, but you never know who's listening. <laughs> So it's always appreciative when people reach out and let you know how your content um, has been received. And that's what's so cool about the medium, right, of podcasting is you never know who's listening and what relationships, connections, opportunities, exposure are on the other side of the microphone whenever they listen, right? Like record an episode and people hit reach you out like five months, six months, nine months later and they're like, oh, I really enjoyed what you did. I'm like, this episode... 10 months ago. And you're like, yes, yes, I, I am. I am doing the thing that I set out to do. It's being received by other people. Now, how can I continue to channel that, take what I've learned from this experience and conversation and continue to apply that to provide value to others? That's so powerful. It is. And I'll tell you, Tony's popped up on my feed because I started to see a lot of my uh, peers and classmates on your Got Your Six podcast. And I was like, Got Your Six, what is this? I reached out to Tony on LinkedIn. We ended up jumping on a phone and we just started sharing best practices, ARs on podcasting and entrepreneurship. I ended up buying one of his products the night before journal. 
And then we've just stayed connected there and been just lifting as we climb. So, you know, I wanted to get you on the podcast, talk to our audience about what you got going on and also um, see if I can provide some value. So let's start by having you introduce yourself to everyone. Absolutely. My name is Tony Nash. I'm the host of the Gotcha Six podcast. We drop weekly episodes every Monday on all podcast platforms. Uh, I am an army officer, active duty by trade, uh, and I just enjoy connecting and having these conversations. So like I said before, Mike, thank you again for bringing me on here. And it's fun to be on the other side of the microphone this time. So you've been an entrepreneur for a little bit, right? You've got a personal brand that you've been building and then you launched the got your six podcast. And then the the night before journal, what came first, right? What was of all the stuff you've got going on? What was the first thing you ended up launching? So it was a very inauthentic personal brand uh, back when I was single in Hawaii as a young captain. And I actually stepped away from the personal brand for about two and a half years because it was inauthentic. I wasn't delivering the quality that I wanted to see in myself. It was very like superficial. Um, And when it was in grad school where I I started kind of, it was gnawing at me. I had some, not time because, you know, you're constantly reading stuff like that. But I kept having this, you know, idea in my head of like, how can I use this platform that I've created and kind of restructure it? Um, which kind of brought about, you know, the Got Your Six Journal or the Got Your Six podcast. And because of that, I needed a structure and a system in order to make sure I can both balance being a husband, um, a contributing member of the family, right? A student, a podcast host, and a content creator. So that's where I created the Night Before Journal to kind of keep me structured. Uh, and then here we are today. Let our listeners know about what the Night Before Journal is. So it's it's my system that has really helped me do less better. And I know that sounds crazy, right? We're, we always try to like load up our, our rucksack and do everything we want. And I've been able to do more by doing less, right? I break down the night before journal with a monthly goal, right? It's not something I can achieve in a week. It's not something I can achieve, you know, over like a couple of weeks. It's, it's over a month, right? So it has to be something very pretty big, Um, but it requires constant commitment. And then each week there's two, I put in their objectives, right? Where I look to how am I feeding into my mission statement? And then daily there's three different tasks that build into those weekly objectives. Um, Below that there's the uh, mental mile, right? So like typically you can walk a mile, 15 minutes, you know, run a mile, 10 minutes, whatever it is, 15 minutes. And it's kind of, you know, that hard thing that you keep kicking down the road, that can you keep kicking, there's a reason you keep doing it. Whether, and if it's that impactful to you, you got to do it first, right? Get it out of the way, get it done. So that's where, that's the mental mile piece of it. And then there's the self-improvement. And it doesn't mean you need to listen to a book or watch, um, you know, a master class. That's absolutely, you know, good to do. But if it's just, hey, self-improvement of, I'm taking five minutes to calm my mind or setting aside and embracing white space where I just think, right? That's self-improvement. Whatever that looks like to you and just being dedicated to doing that. And that's why I like the, the night before journal works for me. It takes about 15 minutes or maybe 10 minutes um, to fill out the night, you know, the night before. Obviously it's in the name. And then there's an AAR at the end of the day, right? Three sustains and three improves of where the day kind of went. There's also a timeline of kind of tracking different things. And I, it allows me to embrace the white space. And then my favorite piece is there's a box for failures, right? Because being able to fail consistently or constantly trying different things and experimenting to see what works 
allows growth because I don't want to, I want to exist on the edge of my comfort zone to then continue to improve long-term, right? Cause this isn't a short-term play. Like you always talk about, like we don't talk about short-term plays. We're, we're talking long game strategies, five, 10, 15 years down the road. Um, and that's going to change over time. So you're constantly kind of redefining success, which is why you're looking at monthly milestones and, it, and constantly just kind of working towards what success means for you in the here and now. I'm fascinated by products, particularly fried products that make impact, you know, whether it's a book, it's journal, you know, tech products and stuff, et cetera. So your first time out the gate, what did you learn launching this product? I, there's so many different pieces to what goes into a product to provide value to other people, right? There's copywriting, which you don't, you know, you got to write clearly and, commu- and communicate efficiently. We learned that, you know, whether like you did in the Marines or like I do in the army, but it's different, right? You're, you're doing it in a way where you have shared understanding with the customer as well as yourself. So you have to make sure you're spot, you're telling it in a way that benefits them, not just you. Um, and then there's like, how do you, how do you open up a product? What do you build it in? Where do you build it? How do you do, you know, take a PDF and make it fillable? And you're constantly looking at all these different problems, but you're attacking them systematically um, to, in order to achieve the goal. There's two things I'm thinking out loud about, right? Yeah. Number one is when we start to create products, right? I look at a market first mentality now. Like I always look through a lens and say, okay, is there a market for what I'm building? And how do I know? Because people are spending money. Okay. So we know, you know, I've, I had this epiphany of like, why there's so many self-help books. People are struggling, you know, people are committing suicide. They're self-medicating with drugs and alcohol. So clearly people are not yeah. fulfilled in life, right? It's like life gets hard and then they want to self-medicate. and then those of us who recognize our challenges and shortfalls look toward self-help to keep going, stay motivated, learn best practices. So clearly there's a space there. And then on the other side of that, these journals have popped up before, right? So you've got your journal, you've got like multiple journals on Amazon and everything. Now as veterans, right? We're really good at operations. We're really good at leadership and management. When we talk about design and differentiating our product from everything else that's in the marketplace. That's not a skill set we were taught. We don't have those frameworks. And so you come up with this idea for the Nightbridge or Four Journal. Number one, did you validate that there was a market for what you were building? If so, how? And number two, how did you differentiate it from the other journals in the marketplace? I approached it where everybody talks about journaling in the morning. Right. So hold on, let me answer your first question. Was there a market? I went out and asked people close to me in different walks of life, said, Hey, here's this thing I'm building. Um, would you use it? And, you know, I was like, we test it out for a day or two. I would really appreciate it. And people get busy. So I, I got the feedback that I got. And then I was like, okay, there's something here. People can use it. Now, why, how do I make this unique? specifically to me based on my exposure, right? We talk about experience and I really think it's exposure to opportunities because you and I both believe luck doesn't exist. It's the opportunities that present yourself through exposure, right? Being in the room, talking to people, connecting people, giving value. And if everybody's talking about journaling in the morning, why is nobody talking about journaling at night? 
So let's try that. And I started implementing it, right? And like and that was, and that was kind of my my struggle. Like I felt in the morning I was too rushed to do anything because uh, I already had like a set routine that I needed to do to be fulfilled in the morning. And at night I was kind of like staying up and thinking, and like I'd have all these thoughts. But if I just penned them down, I could go to bed and sleep well. Um, so those were kind of the two things, right? I tested it out. I asked some trusted agents that I had, like friends and people, fr- you know would you use this? And then, all right, how do I make this unique and specific? And it's really like, what's the like MVP, right? What is the minimal viable product that I can produce and then iterate from there? Because it goes back to like three things. You and I have talked about this, right? What do people usually tend to seek? Motivation, validation, and permission, right? And if you can apply what you're doing to fill one of those buckets, fantastic. If you can do two, even better. Three, that's an absolute grand slam, right? But it, it really forces the individual to look internally. Um, and that's why I love the night before journal, because it, it forces me consistently to challenge where I think I'm at. And then I actually have the data to back it up where I'm actually at. How's the reception been? It's been good, but again, it's, it's constantly iterated. Like right now it's currently available on Gumroad. My wife has been beating me up to do it on Amazon. So now I'm researching, how do I go make this printable? Because right now it's just a digital file that you have and you sustain, you have it for forever. Updates come out, you get the new updates. Um, but the feedback I've been getting is I really want it printable. I want it like in a book form. So I ran some prototypes, printed it out and I've been using it, um, so it's it's a constant iterative process, but you're you're looking to check in with those people and solicit feedback, right? Because whether it's podcasting or building products, you need to hear from other people because it's very easy to just continue to make assumptions along the way and then you end up on the wrong path. It's like defining success, right? We see success as this very linear process. Like in the army, I need to do this to achieve this rank in order to be successful. But at the end of the day, it's what what fills you with purpose and allows you to be driven. And like you said, you wake up every day excited to go to work and you continue to use that as your mantra as you show up for Ironbound Boxing and all the other amazing organizations that you either support or are building. I want to go back to our, my other questions too, right? So one of the first things I was like, and I think this is a good teaching moment for our listeners. So I'm a fan of when it comes to validating products. Make sure you have people that are willing to pay you for what you're offering. So, you know, we like to test products and we love to say, oh, this sounds like a great idea. Cool. Pre-sale. Like today, put out your credit card. Here, I'm going to send the link right now. And when people are hesitant, right, we need to figure out what is that hesitancy. Okay. Because again, so many times people are like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. But there's something emotional that happens when people are actually about to put up their own money. And this is great for you to come on the podcast at this time, Tony, because I just released an episode with Ariel Jackson, mm-hmm. one of the marketers and residents at First Round Capital. And one of the things we talked about was positioning products. And you've got three options when you're positioning a product. You can compete, right? And you've got like the best self journal. That was one of the journals I bought. You can modify, right? So you can take an opportunity or a target market that's not getting focused on, or you can modify an existing market. So instead of saying, I'm going to make a journal, right? I'm, uh, I'm going to make a journal for truck drivers or something, right? 
like you modify an existing category and that's really niching down. And number three, you create an, an entirely new category like I've done with dog whistle branding. And so one of the things I would encourage you to think about, right, that product, right, who is it for? So there's all these different products out there in the marketplace. There's all these different journals. But I made this journal specifically for the Iron Mike Step into the world or, you know, uh, the go-getter, the high achiever, right, that is falling off the wagon. And we got to start them off baby steps, you know, night before journal. Just start the night before, right? And then start to, like you say, we have this position and thesis, which is we assume that this is our perfect customer. This is our target market. This is our competitive advantage, that differentiation. And all it is is a thesis. And then once we get out there and start talking to people, then we realize like, you know what? This is really our target market. This is how this journal is showing up to the, to the place. And again, this is going back to what I said before. A lot of us veterans, we don't know that framework. We don't know that framework of compete, modify, and create. But now that we do, how do we leverage it in our own entrepreneurial journeys? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I know you're a fan of this. Uh, shout out to Chris, right? Being like the pirate, right? In that niche of one. Um, category of one. Category yep. of one, right? It's it's defining what you can do that no one else can do based on e- exposure and, and all that other stuff. And that that's a phenomenal takeaway about the competition to modify a new category. I absolutely love that. I think another thing too is when it comes to products, we start to focus so much on features and you see this with tech people. They're like, Oh my God, this app does this. It does that. It does this, right? We've got this feature. It lets you do X, but it's like, I don't care about that. It's like vitamins, a painkiller, you know, is this a nice to have? Is it a painkiller? If it's a painkiller, show me, right? I don't need to care about how we do it. So when my podcast clients, they don't care about like, Mike, how do you develop the show notes? How do you do this? How do you do that? They just know we make podcasts and we make it super easy for them to do so. And so you don't want to focus on feature creep, right? It's like, what does this solve for who? So in your mind, who is your perfect customer for the night before journal? And what is the pain that it solves for them? Right. No, and that's a great point. I remember I had a battalion commander very early on in my army career. He's like, I don't need to know what I don't need to know how to build the watch. I just need to know what time it is. And that perfectly sums up what you just said. I absolutely love that. But you asked me a question, right? Who, who does this help? Who does it, what, who's your what does it solve and who is this for? Right. It's for people that are looking to be time billionaires. And if you're not familiar with the concept, I've not come up with the, the term, right? It's just like a billionaire. Usually you equate that to money or usually you have a billion seconds in our lives um, is essentially the, the general takeaway from the time billionaire idea. I think Tim Ferriss developed it, but it's about being so so intentional with your time um, that you are a time billionaire, right? You, you're able to do and have opportunities like this where like you and I can kind of go back and forth. And this is like a working masterclass. Um, and I have my notebook. I'm taking notes as we go. And you're able to be with your family. You're able to be present in the moment. And you are just incredibly intentional with where your energy, effort, and time is going, um, as opposed to just trying to like bounce around like a pinball, just to get, like you said, vitamins and painkillers, trying to just get points to get points. Uh, at the end of the day, the game, that game doesn't even matter. I think you need to go deeper because for, for one of the things about branding, right? How do people talk about us when we're not in the room, right? Yeah. How do people refer your product to others? 
So if I just say, this is for time, people that want to be time billionaires, that might resonate with some people. Not really. But let's say you say, this product is for, in my case, service academy grads that are running multiple ventures or they're an entrepreneur and they've fallen off the wagon, right? And this is the first step to get them back in shape, get them back focused on their goals, et cetera. And so then you start saying that, now you're able to activate a network. Because when we, we say these broad things, like people that are looking to be time billionaires, right? We're too broad. We've got to plant our flag in the ground. And remember, this is a dog whistle, right? You want their ears to pop up, okay? And we got to plant that flag in the ground and be unapologetic of who we for. As tough and as badass as veterans are, we're terrified to niche down because it takes balls to niche down. And excuse me, if you're not a, a, a male, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying, you know, that's what we say in the Marines. But it takes guts. You, 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 people are scared to niche down because they feel like they're leaving out a bunch of opportunity instead of saying, hey, I'm going to ride this wave. I think I got it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to own this space. I want to dominate this market. I'm a niche down and I'm a shot it from the rooftops. And once you start doing that, you're going to start to see a lot more growth. I promise you. It's, it's funny you say that because I'm being hit with this moment of like, oh shit. Because as you look at it, like successful individuals or organizations, I literally can't think of one that didn't start off with a specific thing. Um, and along the way, you know, of course they, they've pivoted and stuff like that, but they've continued to look at that one thing. Maybe you can name any content creator, any organization. Uh, I have like a, a list just constantly running through my head right now as I'm talking that did exactly that and took not only the intention of going very down to one specific thing, but also focusing on doing that as best as they could to provide maximum value for the individual. And like you said, it's not loading it up with features. I just did this today with a marketing cadence. So one of the things we've introduced to Ironbound Media is this idea of a marketing cadence because we get so excited about marketing plans. We get the whiteboard going. We say, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And then like two weeks later, we're exhausted. We can't keep up with it. We've fallen by the wayside. We haven't stayed consistent. I draw this diagram that shows Monday through Sunday. And I say, okay, there's seven days a week. What are we going to commit to to get our marketing flywheel going. And we're going to start with one thing and we're going to do it really, really well until we get it super tight. And then we're going to build around that. And I'm saying, we're going to do this one thing for like four to eight weeks. So everybody's like, we need to do a podcast. We're going to do a newsletter. We're going to post on social media. How about you just start writing on LinkedIn once a week? And when you can do that consistently and deliver value, then let's introduce something else, okay? And what that allows you to do is it allows you to focus and get tight. And the same thing as entrepreneurs. When we introduce a new product, Right. Like, yeah, I'm able to do brand strategy now, but early on it was just the podcast. Right. Focusing on delivering um, high quality podcasts for our clients, having a process in order to do so. And then you get better at it. And you can start introducing other things. And, and Tony, what was your what's your MOS? I'm a field artillery officer. Field artillery officer. But, you know, infantry tactics. What are we doing in the, in the, on the ground? You gain a foothold first. You can't take an entire city running all wild, you know, just full on frontal assault. No, you right. need a foothold to flow your support through. As entrepreneurs, we need a foothold to flow our value through. So just because we start out with one product, like the night before journal or the dog whistle branding podcast, doesn't mean that that's all we're going to offer. 
but we're going to get really good at it. We're going to deliver value. We're going to learn about our target market and our customers. We're going to embed ourselves in the community and we're going to refine our product or even better, introduce new ones that allow us to grow revenue, scale, and increase our impact. All I can say right now is the other piece to that too, is making sure you have like a personal advisory board and it doesn't have to be seats at the table, right? But it's people you can call on. And I, you are one of those people for me on my personal advisory board, right? I think I have this great plan and great idea and there's great intention there. But when you say I need to go deeper, you're essentially pulling my bullshit card because it's forcing me to be like, I'm not thinking of everything. I've just kind of assumed this assumption in life. It's going to be great. Um, so I just, I would also add that too. Like as you do gain the foothold, make sure you have people who aren't going to always yes you, but they're going to kind of check you and push you um, to ask that why question and make sure you're doing the things for the right reason. So I appreciate Billy O'Neill over at 51 Vets calls it pulling his bullshit card. So I'm going to, I'm going to definitely steal that from him and use it here. I appreciate you kind of calling my bullshit card here, brother, and saying that like, I thought I like, this is where it's at. It's like, no, 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 no. There's so much more and so much deeper you can go to hit that pain point that you're actually delivering with the value of the night before journal. So thank you. And it's not calling your bullshit. It's just, you know, again, this is what peer-to-peer learning looks like, yeah. right? I've made this mistake myself, right? And now that I've learned and seen the light, that's why I'm introducing Dog Whistle Brandon. We're not trying to attract everyone. We're trying to attract that one super fan. And then once we do that, we scale them to 100, him or her to 100. And that's how you can build a really successful business, a sustainable uh, business. But again, it sounds simple. Doesn't mean it's easy, right? You still got to suck it up. You got to focus and you've got to get a tight niche. You got to talk to customers. I can tell when people haven't talked to customers, like, because you ask them simple questions and they're ma- they're speaking too much of assumptions. They're like, I think, da, da, da. no, like, oh, I know hook, line and sinker who my perfect customer is right? You've got to be able to say it with confidence. When you can speak it with confidence, then to me, that shows you validate the model, i.e. your perfect customer has been paying you, right? And you're embedded in the community. You understand the value um, that you deliver. And I think one thing, man, you need to think through on this night before journal, on all, the hardest thing with all of these products is the habit, the ritual, okay? How do we habit stack this thing? So it's not just like in your branding and marketing, I wouldn't even just make it about the night before journal, right? Remember, night before journal is the product, okay? What is the category that we're building around this thing, right? Is it, it's not just self-help, high performance, high achievement, whatever you want to call it. What are the habits that we do? Maybe we work out each day, you know, we have some quiet time. We use our night before journal, right? So somebody like me, how can I tie the night before journal into what I'm already doing, right? So is it something that we do right before we cook dinner, you know, and then we pound it. And then it's like, how do you educate someone like me how to use it? So like I bought the product. Okay. But like, I don't know anything about like how to use it or anything. You've got a lot of the descriptions and stuff, but like the brands I'm most loyal to are the ones that educate me. Like there's a reason I host all my podcasts on transistor because I'm part of a, a, the group mega maker. The founder started the group It's his community. Right. So he's been running his community like eight years. Then he launched Transistor and I listen to his podcast. I'm a fan. He teaches me how to be an entrepreneur. And so I think if we can figure out how we can educate users about the night before journal, how we can tie it to a yeah. habit, show users how to win. Right. Because that's really what it's going to come down to. 
then I think we can be super successful uh, with it. I think you got a great product. I'm not joking. Because Night Before Thank Journal you. sounds like a dog whistle to me as like a veteran. And I know yeah. that I'm trying to get tighter on this, like how I spend my time, how I maximize day. I don't want to pay John Lee Dumas for his $50 journal or some of these other people. Dude, I'd rather pay you for yeah. those self-help products. And so how do we how do we make me win and other users of it win as well? Right. And like you said, it's it's that consistency, right? This isn't an overnight success. Like I know you talk about this, Bill talks about it. Everybody I've ever interacted with at the Lions talks about the same thing, right? It's not, it, it's consistency throughout and being relentless in that consistency is so crucial because it's very easy to hit one obstacle and be like, I need to take a knee and drink water. And then you never get back up. You just kind of like, well, it's kind of comfortable down here. Maybe I should lay down and take a nap. Like you need to keep coming back and attacking it um, and continue to reassess the battle. Sorry to keep giving all these battlefield analogies, but like you need to continue to reset, reassess the environment, like you said. Now, what I want to do now is I want to shift gears to Got Your Six, right? Badass podcast, right? It popped up on my radar. And to be honest, I really enjoy your branding too. I was like, I told my team, I was like, look at the way he's doing his branding, the clips and everything. And I appreciate you open up to me and sharing some insights. What was, what made you launch the Got Your Six podcast? And additionally, what have you learned through the podcast process? First off, redemption, right? Um, like I said, created a brand, very superficial initially, have a platform, uh, needed a way to leverage the platform for good. And it, like I, I already kind of mentioned, right? It was to tell the stories of veterans and current service members to apply not only to that audience, but also people that have never laced up boots in their life and understanding that we all go through adversity together and we can l- learn very quickly because the episodes, I mean, we, when we did ours, right? They're never, they're not pretty much about 25 minutes max. These very intentional questions of dealing with challenges, overcoming adversity, and then celebrating success along the way. Um, to answer like your first question of where, what the podcast is, where it kind of came from, and what it's all about. With regards to the podcast, one of the things I found is for for our listeners, like I don't monetize my podcast. I mean, I monetize it for Ironbound Media, but it's like right. I'm not getting ads for this thing, right? Um, but what I found the biggest benefit of podcasting does for me is activate a network, you know, and I haven't even talked about the, the, the book launch, a uh, black bread entrepreneur on my podcast, you know, before I launched it and people yeah. came out the woodworks to support. And so I feel like I created these serendipitous opportunities just through the content that I've created to kind of put that positive energy out there. And you're just giving away value for free. And it just creates this just positive energy around you. And I was I was literally like blown away that so many people um, came out to support yourself included. And it's like, I have no idea who actually listens to my shows. You know, I, I know if you reach out to me, but one of the things I found out is one, it's not who I thought it was. I found out it was a lot of my vendors, people I work with. So they understand how I think, you know, uh, my designer, my guy, Eric Bakey, shout out to Eric Bakey from Combat Imagineer who helps me do my cartoon graphics, right? People that I've like connected with and networked with. And it's just been the, the, the podcast is a way to build community, you know, for my, for my audience. And so for you, it's like, who, 
when initially you're targeting high performers, high achievers, I would assume military veterans. So it, start, yeah, it's, it's go ahead. Sorry. No, you go first. So this, this one is much more niche down uh, because it is current service members who are looking to provide a purpose or to find a purpose that allows them to find fulfillment, not just while they're in uniform, um, is one of the, the pillars. The second one is to show veterans that have transitioned that the best time isn't behind them when it was in uniform, right? It's leveraging, taking those exposures and experiences and applying it to the here and now to find a purpose that allows them. And that's why we tr I try to find as many diverse backgrounds and stories as possible. And it's not about getting, you know, the people that are on the marquee in top of the billing. It's about telling everyone's story because it's, it's important to hear it from many different places, right? Just like if you're trying to coach boxing, you can tell the same athlete or the same boxer, the same thing countless times. And then some random person walks up and says the exact same thing. And they're like, oh, okay, I got to keep my, my hand up because I keep dropping my elbows. Um, and you're like, I've been saying that for like 40, I've been saying it for the last 40 minutes. And like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get what you were saying. Right. And then third, right. Looking at, like we already talked about overcoming adversity across the board, regardless if you served or didn't serve. I've noticed that a lot of my clients, they can be fearful of showing up on the podcast initially. And that's part of what we offer is we kind of coach them through the process to make them more comfortable. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I do monologue episodes and it's super hard for me, you know, because you got to step outside your comfort zone. Were you nervous about showing up on a podcast? Like how you were going to be uh, perceived? No, because partly because of my like being naive and not knowing, not even, not even like considering that because it, it, I just see myself as a medium to be able to have this platform for other people to tell their stories. And it's my job to go in there and help them tell the best, tell their story the best way that they can do that. Um, so I never actually considered that. And there's been times where like, you got to drop an episode on Monday and it's Friday night and you don't have anything. And, but you still make the deadline, right? You, you get that. And I, what, the biggest thing that I'm proud of outside of the amazing people that I've met and continue to meet through the podcast is really that I've never missed an episode from the time I started and put out the first one to now I've never missed an episode. There are always, you know, there's always new people on there. Um, but that just speaks to me being dedicated to showing up consistently every time because then I have to backwards plan to make sure I'm meeting those deadlines because trying to do something Friday for Monday, especially when it's a podcast as like a, you know, solopreneur, millpreneur, whatever name you want to use is hard and it's rough and it takes sacrifice. Um, and I don't want to take time away from my family, especially being dual military time from spending with my wife. When, if I just, you know, I'm intentional from the jump, I can make sure I kind of stack podcasts. I have the right people coming on, and I'm living that purpose of why I started the podcast to begin with. Yeah, y'all, don't get it twisted. Just because y'all see us on these podcasts, now you see me on multiple podcasts. Yo, man, you got to lean in. Anything that's branding, content, you got to lean into it. Fighting tooth and nail, like you said, to get that episode out. Now, in the ideal world, you know, I'm 30 days ahead on all my podcasts. And some days I had those moments. And then other days I'm Winchester, bro. 
You know, I'm like, I got to get in. I got to record. I got to get the intro out. But here's what I will say. I have not, I can't say I haven't missed an episode because I have taken off weeks, but I, I'm not necessarily worried about missing an episode for the sake of, oh my God, it's like the end of the world. It's more so what I've learned is that when you miss once, it's easy to keep doing it, you know, because you get in that habit, right? So I think it was James Clear or somebody that was like, never miss twice. So it's like, yeah. oh, you say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym every day. And then you don't go to the gym, just don't do it again. But it's so easy to do it. And then you next thing you know, you miss two weeks and you've missed three weeks. Now you're off the wagon. So for me, it's less about like, oh my gosh, I have to get an episode out week over week. It's more of, I know what's going to happen if I don't stay consistent. It's going to be so much easier uh, for me. So that's what I'm I'm cognizant of personally. It's the same, right? Like just like, and I'll use a workout analogy, right? If you don't lift or work out for a while, the first day back, isn't that workout, it's the day after the workout where you're super sore, you're kind of banged up because you haven't moved, you haven't done done those the modalities in a while. And you're like, do I really want to keep doing this? Because I, I I wasn't doing it for a while and I wasn't too bad off. Like, And that's kind of what drives me to like make sure it's almost like non-negotiable. It is non-negotiable like to have things done on, you know, for this, because it proves to me that I, I I'm doing what I, I want to do. I'm for fun. I have a purpose and it's more for me. I know the Sixers appreciate it, um, that I continue to show up every time because that means I'm being authentic and nobody can be like, Hey, you're not consistent. Like I, I am, I am consistent. And it's not trying to argue with another person. It's that internal battle in your head where you can say like, Hey, internally, you're not consistent. Like the facts speak otherwise. Do you have a vision for where you're headed with the podcast? Do you plan on monetizing it? I mean, what what are your thoughts? It's a 10 year play, right? Like uh, I'm going to do this as long as I can for 10 years um, and see where it goes. Right. I'm not looking for the Joe Rogan money. Right. I look to people like, and there, I have nothing against Joe Rogan and what he's been able to do with his podcast. But like, I look to like Pat McAfee and what he's been able to do with the McAfee show, bringing along his crew, his, you know, very tight knit group of people and the opportunities that he's been able to have placed throughout his career after the NFL and betting on himself um, is where I see the podcast going. Cause I'm going to continue to bet on myself and what that looks like. I don't know. But when when it does present itself, I will know what it what it look what it is. If that makes sense, makes complete sense. I say that all the time. All our responsibility to do is to nourish an idea, keep cultivating yeah. it, move it along, and it's like that snowball, right? You roll it down the mountain. The next thing you know, it turns into an avalanche. And so, letting go, having faith that you're on the right track, having this vehicle that allows you to to grow and learn, right? Uh, who knows where you're going to end up with it, man? But I'm excited to be part of the journey. And one of the things I want to say, too, is, you know, on this podcast and even in my public talking, right, like I've been doing these brand strategy sessions, these masterclass, I'm about doing and helping. Right. So not just like, oh, you know, people get up there and they lecture and they talk, but it's like, what's the actionable takeaway? So as we wrap up here, I want you to think about a couple of things for me. I want you to develop a point of view on the night before journal. And that's going to encompass what separates you from all the other journals out there. Also, who you're, who's it for? Okay. And remember, you can compete 
against what's already out there, that number one, I don't recommend competing just because it's a lot of money, time, waste of energy. You can modify, right? So you can niche down super hard or you can create something new, right? But I want you to start by developing that differentiated point of view around it. And I want us to have our super tight dog whistle brand, right? Who's this for? How we're communicating people around it? And what is the brand, you know, for it? And let's keep keep me updated, man. I believe in that. I think that's a cool product. I think that's a great product to launch. And what people don't talk about enough is that, like, the successful entrepreneurs we see, they're on their, like, seventh venture. They've had so many ventures buried in the graveyard you never see. This night before journal doesn't have to be your home run per se, but it could be a great vehicle to learn and grow from. No, absolutely. And I appreciate, I appreciate that actionable advice, right? That's what we look to do and deliver. So thank you for not only being who you are, but living the life you continue to talk about. How can our listeners support and elevate uh, the work you're doing now between Got Your Six and Night Before? So I, I will make sure you have the link to the, you know, to check out the Night Before Journal as well as the Got Your Six podcast. And listen, we have a great community in the Discord uh, of high performers, people looking to, you know, elevate their game all free where people can kind of just kind of go out there, talk about, get feedback and also provide feedback to other people. Love it. Can you share, uh, how can people reach out to you? Where can they find you on social? Absolutely. The Tony Nash, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, it's all the same handle. It's easy for me to remember that. So that's why it is what it is. Um, but I'd love to connect with anybody who listens to Dog Whistle Brand. And like, again, honored to be here, brother. I really appreciate the time. Appreciate having you on the show. And for everyone that's tuning in, do me a favor and subscribe to the Dog Whistle Branding newsletter at the link in the show notes. I send out a newsletter and podcast at least once a week. And if there's topics you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, feel free to reach out to me at mike at weareironbound.com or message me on LinkedIn. Until next week, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we help veteran business leaders create, distribute, and grow branded podcast series in order to engage with their ideal audience. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is also powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders that serves mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veterans and other badass business owners at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. Oh, 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 oh